and welcome to another Taught Talk where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. I'd like to again thank Abby Stanley for creating the intro to this week's Taught Talk. The topic for today's Taught Talk is going to be student contracts and how you use these to help students with long-term projects. So I like to use student contracts with my students for a few reasons. So one of those reasons is that it helps keep them organized. So a student contract just kind of takes um, a big idea and breaks it down into parts. Uh, and this is really important because some students are very good at seeing the big picture of things, uh, but some are not. Some need a step-by-step -step or some need to be able to break it down, to chunk it a little bit, to make sure that they understand what it is that they're doing. So student contracts, the way they're set up are used to organize students and have them think about what it is that they're doing with their project and what it is that they're doing with the lesson. And so the student contract can be, you know, something they can refer to to keep themselves organized. The second reason I like using student contracts is it makes a student responsible for their own learning. So it's not just the teacher decreeing what it is that they need to do or telling the, the student this is what needs to happen. The student helps to create the contract is in some and in some cases they make a majority of the contract so they're holding themselves accountable they're the ones creating the expectations uh, they are the ones who are involved in the construction of what this is going to look like and so because of that they're going to have more skin in the game because they're the ones who kind of came up with this so anything that they they are you know made to do is their own responsibility so it does help to, for students to get you know, create more responsibility for their own learning, which is really important. The third reason why I like using student contracts is it helps students to focus. Um, when I'm conferencing with students, if they're working on a long-term project and I'm sitting down with them and I am, you know, just trying to get a feel for where they are, I'll have them pull out their contract and we'll take a look at that. And it brings them back to focus. So if they, they look at the contract and they realize, you know, these are actually my goals, but I've kind of got sidetracked or this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm, I'm not, then it helps them get focused back on what it is they need to do. Uh, and so the student contract is a good tool for, especially with long-term projects where focus can wane very easily or you can get distracted very easily when you're working on your product. The contract keeps them focused on, on the meat of what it is they're supposed to be learning. So let me show you some examples of student contracts. What you see here is a really simple student contract. And in this, the, the student is figuring out what it is their responsibility when it comes to their goals. Um, and has, has blanks for several goals that they can put there. Um, and then the steps, they're gonna meet these goals. So, you know, a student may have a goal, like I wanna get an A, but there are steps that have to take place for that to happen. It just doesn't happen magically. And so again, helping students to see that multiple steps are needed to meet a single goal can be very important. Um, this one does have a consequences one. You know, consequences, that, that's up to the individual teacher. I was never a consequence guy, but you know, if you have a student maybe who does get off task or tends to, you know, not be doing what they're supposed to be doing, it, it might be a good idea to have a consequence. Uh, and then, of course, there's rewards. So if they meet their goals, so that that's for students that who who need that carrot to help them to motivate them. Um, I typically don't have consequences and rewards on my contracts, uh, but you know you're more than welcome to do that if that's what motivates your students. And then you can see here it gives a place for the student signature, the teacher signature, and equally imp important is the parent signature. 
contracts can be used to communicate with parents on what is going on. I know I've talked about the use of syllabi and, and sending them home to communicate with parents, but the student contract by the parent signing that, that puts them in this partnership of this project. So it's not just the teacher and student, the parent is also part of this, this um, contract, contractual obligation. So let me show you an example of yet another um, contract. So this one right here is a pretty, I like this one because it actually is an equal partnership between teacher and student. So at the beginning, the student has to say what it is their responsibility to do. So they would list responsibilities that are theirs. At the same time, that then the teacher has to come up with responsibilities for how they're going to support this. How are they going to provide resources or how are they going to show students uh, that they are behind them and but giving them the space to do this on their own. And I like so this is kind of an equal uh, contract. And whereas, you know, that the teacher is giving what they're going to provide as well as the student. And so it puts it, it gives, you know, it makes it more fair for students in some ways. Um, and then the, the student would, of course, sign uh, or put their name, sign and date as well as the teacher. So uh, and the parent is, is more than welcome to be involved in this as well. But because this is between the student and teacher, you know, this is um, it's more for them to sign. So another example of a contract is the one that you see here, um, where again, where it's breaking it down even further. So I'm breaking the project down into four parts, which are what are the overall class of learning objectives? So that may be given to the student. Um, or the class as this is what we want to learn as a class but the student may have their own learning objectives so they're going to put those they're going to list those there in part two and then in part three um the i'm going to put i'm going to say here teacher activities and objectives and they're going to, to put in their say so in that as well and then they are going to determine how they're going to be evaluated so what what is it that i as the teacher is i'm going to be looking at to determine mastery you know what what is it that you know that you've shown me that i can be convinced that you you learn what it is that you said you were going to learn and then you know it has a place for the student signature and the teacher signature as well so this is the project contract that I, I typically like to use with my students. Um, and it has a few things in here that I like that students can do. So for instance, after they put their name and their project name, they're going to put learning objectives. Sometimes that these are provided by myself. Sometimes they are the ones coming up with it. So it could be a content standard that I want them to have mastered. Uh, it could be an essential question that as a class we came up with together. It could be learning objectives that they themselves have um, because they are it's an independent project and they, they're creating their own objectives. So it could be a mix mixed bag of those things. Uh, but the learning objectives shouldn't be more than two or three learning objectives because this is what they're going to be held accountable for, for their mastery. So when you go to evaluate this, this product and, you know, whether they mastered it or not, you're going to turn to these learning objectives and determine whether they met them or not. You see here in the other skills learned, this other skills learned is like, skills that aren't necessarily learning objectives, but are valuable 21st century skills that they're learning. So it could be that they have to do research and because they're doing research, they're learning that skill of research. It could be they have to give a presentation, so they're learning that skill. It could be they're working in groups, so collaboration is the skill. It could be, you know, uh, literacy where they're, they're writing uh, a lot because they're doing a research paper. So it could be lots of skills there that they're learning, but these are valuable 21st century skills that are gonna benefit them 
uh, no matter what it is that they're learning. And so that's why they're included there. Then students will put their overall goal of the, of the project. And this is their, their choice on what their goal is. So I've had students put things as simple as, you know, I want to get a good grade. Uh, others might say, you know, my goal is to get it done by the deadline because maybe time management's an issue or they may set a goal of, want to work really well with this person because they have a past of not doing so. Uh, and so the, the, the goal should be very personal um, to the student and something that they really want to do. Um, and, you know, sometimes I've had students say the overall goal is of the project is to complete it. And it doesn't, they're not worried about quality. Uh, and so that's their goal. And, and you know, I'm not going to change their goal. So, uh, but then, then when we have conversations, we look at this goal. So if they say their goal is to get an A on the, on the project and we're taking a look at where they are in the process and they're not doing things that are going to lead up to an A or high quality product, um, then we'll have conversations about that. So then the next part is the product of the project. And sometimes this is provided by me, the teacher. Sometimes the student comes up with it. So if it's an independent a research project, um, they, they're going to come up with a product themselves, whether they're going to do an exhibition or a model of something or a presentation or create a website or whatever it is that they're going to do, they're going to list that product here before they start the project. And, and I'm not, and it's not, I don't hold them to this necessarily, even though it's on the contract, because it may morph, it may change. They may determine, I need to do this instead, or I need to add this, or I need to take away that. And so, but it just gives them a general idea of heading into their project, what it is they're going to be producing to show mastery. Um, and then sometimes I provide the product. So I may say, you know, everyone is going to produce a podcast. And so that's real simple. They can just put the product as a podcast and they're going to be doing. So sometimes it's teacher provided, sometimes it's student provided. The, the last thing here is the headings for the rubric evaluation. I, I think it's really important that students keep focused on what it is they're going to be evaluated on. So if you've taken a research paper and broken it down into grammar, um, sentence structure, and content, uh, then they, those are the, the, they'll put those listings and then they realize these are really, I need to really pay attention to these things. Uh, and sometimes I'll provide the rubric and they'll just write the headings, the, that's three or four headings that I have for the rubrics. And, and sometimes they're creating rubrics themselves, especially if it's independent projects and they're creating their own rubrics. So they're going to have those headlines listed here on their contract. Then it has a place for student, teacher, uh, and parent signature. And again, that, that kind of creates the triumvirate of the people involved in this, the people that are, um, you know, entering into this, uh, this deal. So in a nutshell, that is why I use student contracts and how I use student contracts. They're very valuable for long-term projects, which I did a lot of long-term projects in my class. Um, and I would use these in conjunction with the syllabus and the calendar and the rubric, which I've talked about in past Todd Talks. So it would be a combination of all of those things that would help get students focused and keep them on track to what it is they were going to be doing. And it helped keep their eyes on the prize for what it is that they needed to show me to, that they learn what they learned.